Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I woke up at 5 a.m. Put on my camouflage. Wiped off my 243 and fired up my Dodge. Headed out to my old deer stand back in the pines. Gonna get me a 10-point buck with 11-inch tines. I'm a bad Hey folks, welcome to hour number two of Jim Strader Outdoors. Welcome aboard. If you're just joining the broadcast, we're doing open lines tonight. We haven't done an open line program in some time. I had some requests for that, so here we are. The numbers to call us, 571-8484 or 1-800-444-8484. I did uh, my usual opening monologue about wildlife updates uh, at the beginning of the first hour. I'll kind of give a brief overview of that here real quickly if you just uh, are joining us. We continue to have enough rain that there's lush growth everywhere you look. We're obviously at mid-July now, and that's the slide towards the real hot period when we go into pretty severe heat. But we've continued to get rain, and there's some rain in the forecast going forward so all that bodes well for deer and a lot of the critters out there i'm seeing an unbelievable crop of young rabbits in many of the areas that i've checked uh what i left out of the opening monologue is the nut crop looks pretty good i can't really tell about the oaks in a major way yet because a lot of them as we know carry the profusion of acorns up near the crowns in a lot of those trees and they're difficult to see until they get a little bigger but Walnut and hickory and, and pig nut look really, really heavy, and so do the wild fruit trees like wild cherry. So there's going to be abundant food going into fall period for most of this wildlife, and that is a very, very good thing. The fishing roundup is that the river's gotten in good shape. I've had a lot of reports of guys catching some real nice stripers and hybrids out of the Ohio River. Uh, similar situation down at Barron. Folks are night fishing and doing some trolling down there for the hybrids, and that's working out real well for them. Uh, We haven't seen a tremendous amount of white bass jump activity yet, but I can promise you it's just right around the corner. The bait fish are starting to gather out towards the channels. When they get to this period of the year, uh, the core and the TVA start those current draws, and that pulls a lot of plankton out into the river channel areas of the lake, and that's what draws the bait fish out there to feed on it. Of course, the predator fish are 
follow them around like my adage that I often use. It's like uh, wolves after reindeer. They just uh, herd them and, and drive them up onto the bars and, and uh, up against the surface. And that jump activity is really, really fun to participate in. And it's it's going to be getting a lot better as we move towards August and, and beyond. So that's something to look forward to. Catfish fishing has been real good. Uh, the amount of flushing rains has kept a lot of fish in, in shallow water to a greater extent than we normally see. Oxygen levels are great around the region, and streams are in excellent condition. They keep getting flushed with this rain, and that, of course, uh, keeps that water from stagnating and keeps the pools a little deeper where the fish can prey on crawfish and minnows and, and the other uh, prey species. So that's kind of a a highlight of what's going on around the region, and I thought I'd share that with you as well. One thing I do want to mention, and I mention it frequently, is because I hate to see anyone get hurt by this. This milder weather early in the summer and and the rain and the moist conditions we have in the woods has ticks in so much abundance, it's stupid. Uh, They're really, really bad right now, and I know a lot of you folks are – going to be out starting to prowl around and scout a little bit for deer and and, uh, setting up blinds and and refreshing your salt licks and or just hiking, Um, please take care to protect yourself. There are so many different diseases now that these ticks are carrying uh, that it's, it's, it's a dangerous situation, quite frankly, and I can promise you, you do not want any of these tick diseases. They're serious they can affect your heart uh they can deafen you they give you arthritis symptoms which are almost unbearable and uh so just a word to the wise again the best way to protect against those ticks is to spray your clothing uh prior to going out i like to spray mine the night before because permethrin the substance that's in the good tick uh, repelling uh insecticides is something you don't want on your skin. It's a carcinogen, and you don't want it on your skin. You spray it on your clothing. And I like to spray my socks, my pants, around my belt, and uh, the area around my waist before I go out. Anytime when it's this time of year and ticks are are really out there. And and the good thing about permethrin is it will kill them. Uh, It'll kill them on contact. If they crawl on you or get on you, and make their way to where that permethrin is. Not only does it deter them, it uh, takes care of business. So I want to pass that along as well because it's really, really important if you're going to be out there. If uh, you're just doing some watching, by that I mean you're observing deer out in bean fields or hay fields or alfalfa fields, uh, thermocells are the magic thing to have with you for that because Again, because of the wet weather, there's lots of mosquitoes out there. Uh, and I've been pestered a lot by little biting gnats that are, those things are really bad pests as well. But if you take a thermosel with you uh, and, and you're sitting out in the open, if you're not, you know, long-range glassing from your truck or what have you, if you're using binoculars and maybe walking between fields to observe the deer, those uh, thermocells, when you hold still, it'll do a great job at at keeping them away. I had an interesting uh, 
I guess I'd call it education about those. I was cleaning a bunch of fish out in the yard here about a week ago and uh, caught a nice mess of crappie and was filleting them. And I was cleaning them by myself, so it was taking a pretty good bit of time. And those uh, ground hornets and bot flies and biting flies and mosquitoes and stuff were horrible. And I, I sat there and endured it for a while, and I thought, this is crazy. I got thermocells right there in the garage. And I went in and, and put one between my legs while I was sitting there doing the cleaning. And all those species of bugs vanished. It was like, <laughs> game over. And uh, that was a very, very reassuring thing to know because I've used them mostly for mosquitoes. But I found that uh, if you're doing something like that that's attracting a lot of different types of bugs, It'll do a, a great job of keeping them off of you. While we're on the subject of bugs, I'll call them, uh, I mentioned in the first hour, if you would like to get some free, unbelievably good catfish bait, catalpin worms are pretty heavy on the trees right now. Uh, if any of you not familiar with it, catalpa worms feed on the leaves of the catalpa tree, and they're unbelievably strong-scented Attractive bait for bluegill, uh, lots of species of fish, but catfish really love them. And all you got to do is take a some type of pole or pick them off the bottom of the leaves if you have a tree with low-hanging limbs and uh, put them in a Ziploc bag, add water, freeze them. That way you can take them out and use them at your leisure, and they're really, really effective. So it's another little tip I wanted to pass along. All right, we got to go to break here. The numbers to reach us tonight, 571-8484 or 1-800-444-8484. This break is presented by SMI Marine, your best bet for all your boat and marine repairs and purchases. Go see them right now. they got loads of used boats, everything from ski boats to fishing boats, pontoons uh, on the lot, and they have Legend Bass Boats for sale, Express aluminum boats, and StarCraft pontoons as well. So get out there and see them. And remember, you never get soaked by my friends at SMI Marine. I don't know anyone who loves outdoors who doesn't have a dream property in the back of their mind. It might be a secluded cabin on a river or stream, a small farm with lakes or ponds teeming with fish, or a wildlife management property with mixed timber and farm ground loaded with deer, turkey, and other wildlife. Paul Thomason and his family at Mossy Oak Properties Heart Realty can make all these dreams come true. They've been doing so for 36 years. Mossy Oak Properties Heart Realty is located in Munfordville, right in the heart of Central Kentucky's fish and wildlife mecca. They specialize in recreation properties, farms, and lake and riverfront getaways. Make your dreams a reality. Give Paul Thomas at Mossy Oak Properties Heart Realty a call at 270 270- Five two four one nine eight zero, or check them on the web at mophartrealty.com. That's mophartrealty.com. I've got great news for farm pond owners and pay lake operators searching for a steady supply of two to four pound channel catfish for stocking your lakes. Big Cat Live Hall has been in business for more than twenty years, specializing in disease-free channel cats that average two to four pounds. Big Cat Live Hall is your ticket to two to four pound cats at affordable prices. Call Hank Martis at 502-648-8026. That's 648-8026. 
And we're back on Jim Strader Outdoors. Open lines, numbers 571-8484-1-800-444-8484. I got another tip I want to pass along, and it's for those of you who have dogs that you shelter outdoors. It's getting ready to get hot and stay hot. Please see that your pets have good, clean water on a daily basis and absolutely that they have shade. Um, Putting a dog through a a period of time when the only shade they've got is their box is not what I'm talking about. They need to have some fairly solid shade because that box heats up during the day and it's not the best. I know some of you have dogs that are in boxes where they can dig underneath it and have like a little dirt shelter under there, and that's okay, but uh, just be aware that this is a pretty tough time of year for them. Bugs are a source of problems, and the heat is is pretty brutal, and it's uh, second only to the harsh winter wind. So uh, I do want to pass that along because in my travels around the state, I see instances where dogs are not being properly cared for, and it kind of breaks my heart because I'm a dog kind of guy. Let's go to Judy, who's holding on, has a fishing question. Yes, Judy, you're up. Hey, what tips do you have for winning a fishing contest? I've got some people in my family that have won some. Um, Actually, Stephen Mauser, do you know him? Uh, What was the name again? Stephen Mauser. The name's familiar, but I can't place him exactly. Yeah, you can look him up on ESPN. I guess fast pro or whatever, but if I wanted to start fishing and get some tips on winning a contest, does it depend on what type of fish you're fishing for and that bait? Well, yeah. <laughs> Boy, that's a tough one to answer in some ways because there's so many aspects to bass fishing. You got seasonal uh behavior patterns, you got uh travels of bait fish, uh you know, they do different things at different time of the year. There's certain times when they're keying on crawfish. Some parts of the year they're deep, some parts are shallow, and there's all kind of bait choices for doing that. What I'd recommend you do, Judy, is two things. If you can, try to find a local bass club where you could join that and ask to be able to fish with them. Most of them are male-oriented, but I'm sure there's some uh, clubs out there where – there's men and women's participation, and that would go a long way in, in towards helping you. But there is a real wealth of fishing videos out there that can teach you a tremendous amount of things uh, about bass fishing. Uh, in fishermen, in-fishermen have a lot of really highly instructional videos about bass behavior and what they do. Uh, you could Google you know, bass fishing videos, and I guarantee it's going to blow your mind how many of them are out there. And I've met a lot of youngsters who actually learned about bass fishing and how to use uh, electronic equipment and what, you know, how to pattern fish just from doing that first before they ever started learning to, you know, cast and purchase their lures and, and what they could do. We're in the information age, as you know, and that's wow. a good way to start. Well, still, I think uh, hands-on experience is still more important. I mean, I, I know everything is technology now, but I, I would say some of these 
kids that start off at five or six years old, they're out there with a bobber and a pond. Well, there, there's, no, there's no question of that, but you asked me how to get tournament tough, and I, I'm telling you, if you want to jump start it, in my opinion, it'd be good for you to study some of those videos first. That way, when you get on the water, you're going to have a better idea. Your learning curve is going to be pretty steep if you don't either, A, get with a seasoned angler that can show you some of that, or, B, go to a, an instructional video series that will explain it to you. you got to have a good boat, too, don't you? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, sir. You have a great rest of, uh, rest of the weekend, okay? You, too, and I, I hope that was helpful to you. It's uh, Learning to bass fish is not climbing a mountain. But it is first step, second step. You got to walk before you run, run before you, or crawl before you walk, walk before you run. That's just the way it is. It's, uh, it can be pretty daunting when you get out on a big lake and you really don't have any instinctive experience or don't have any of the tools of the trade. Or, you know, heck, you can go in a bait store and buy 200 lures and get out there and not have any idea which one to use. So. I'm just hoping that advice for what it was, or maybe I'll catch that as an opinion. And uh, well, it's always read the directions too on the lures. You know, if you're going them, you better ask about them. Well, yes, you can, but I've never seen a lure box out there that didn't tell you it was the latest and greatest, and a lot of them are not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Have a great night. Thank you. Bye bye. Okay, Judy. Thank you so much. There's uh I'm sure there are some bass clubs out there. I know they used to have tournaments. Uh, uh, Pat Vincent, a friend of mine from up in Shelby County, and his wife used to uh, run and, and do a circuit like that. And I don't know if they're still doing that or not, but if anyone knows about a co-ed uh, fishing tournament series here in the local area, maybe you could uh, pass that along to us for, for Judy's sake. So, uh because if she gets out with a seasoned angler for a season uh, and is able to team up and learn from things that revolve around their activities, that's a that's going to be a quantum leap, in my opinion. So I, I'd encourage her to take advantage of that. Um, folks were asking me the other day my thoughts about lures, or excuse me, bait for catfish. Um, and... Everybody's kind of got their favorite bait. You can go on the Internet and read things about everything from hot dogs to dough balls to live bait, cut bait, et cetera. Now, in general, live bait and cut bait is a great choice about anywhere you want to go, especially if you want to talk about channel cats and blue cats and or flatheads. Uh, flatheads in particular are very, very keen on on live bait, for example. Um, and there's a lot of merit to cut bait because it's easy to handle in the boat. You can, you know, obtain a bag of it or catch a bag of it, cut it up, and you're pretty well set to fish. Having said that, I mentioned the catapult worms a minute ago. It is a killer for channel catfish. Uh, you just thread it on a hook like you kind of would a red worm, leave a little bit of it hanging on there and put it out on the bottom in a catfish hole where, you know, channel cat are apt to be cruising and they're going to find it. It's, it's a great bait. And I want to mention here with catfish, I have a general rule of thumb. If I'm not catching any in the first 15, 20 minutes, I'm out of there. I'm moving. 
is it's just not in my experience been worthwhile to stay in one spot for a long period of time hoping that you're going to catch one or two you're better off moving till you find them and then kind of setting up shop but one of my favorite baits and I use it all over the place I use it in Georgia and Alabama and Kentucky and Tennessee about everywhere I go is shrimp tails uh they're very, very easy to keep in the boat. You just, I just carry a little cooler around with some of those uh, frozen bottles of water, and uh, I prefer the the uncooked shrimp tail with the shell on. I don't want it deveined. I want it whole. And when you think about it, a, a shrimp is very similar to a crawfish, and I don't know that catfish perceive it as a crawfish but i can tell you they sure want to slurp them up and like them and you can either fish it under a bobber or fish it on the bottom depending on your preferred method and uh, areas where flats are adjacent to river or creek channels and where there's rock are always a good spot for uh, channel catfish and, and would be some of the areas i tell you to, to look for and the upstream side of fallen treetops uh, in either lakes or rivers, by that I mean where the scent will be carried into that treetop are a great place to set up for channel cats as well. So uh, I've been having several people ask me about that lately because we're kind of in that good old summertime catfish fishing uh, realm right now, and, and it's a great fish for the family and something I wanted to pass along. All right, folks, we got to go to break here. Reach us, call us at 571-8484 or one 800 444-8484. This break is presented by my friend Paul Thomas. He's with Mossy Oak Properties, Hart Realty, and they've got all kind of vacation cabins, farms, and wildlife properties. M-O-P-H-A-R-T-Realty.com. After decades of abusing my teeth by using them to clamp sinkers on fishing line or using them to cut my line when I was in a hurry, time had taken its toll. I had cracked and chipped several teeth, and it got to the point where I was almost embarrassed to smile. Not a good thing for a guy who's got a lot to smile about. That's where I asked my hunting partner and dentist, Dr. David O'Banion, to step in. As a colonel in the National Guard with tours of duty in Iraq, Egypt, and Central America, Dr. O'Banion has performed dental procedures all over the world. David used his extraordinary dental skills to repair my chipped and broken teeth so they actually look better than ever. Dr. David O'Banion does all types of family dentistry, surgery, and implants. I highly recommend him to help brighten your smile. His office is located in Middletown, a short hop off of Gene Snyder. Give him a call at 245-3707. That's 245-3707. Gun World, an archery pro shop in Corydon, Indiana, is ready to help you with all of your firearm and archery needs. The new bows from Matthews, Hoyt, Elite, Bowtech, and Bear are in and their pro staff is eager to help tune and accessorize your equipment. They also carry 10-point Excalibur, PSE, Parker, and Barnett crossbows. They're stocked up with loads of new deer rifles that meet the specs for Indiana's new deer hunting regulations, too. Gun World and Archery Pro Shop, Highway 62 North in Corydon, across from John Deere. And we're back on Jim Strader Outdoors. The numbers tonight, 571-8484 or 1-800-444-8484.
Let's go to Andy, who's got a catfish question. Hey, Andy. Yes, thank you, sir. I just want to mention that back in my time years ago, my dad and friends would use uh, soap. Ivory soap. Ivory soap in in muddy water in the rivers on catfish uh, on the front lines. They use ivory soap, and uh, it was a very good method of catching catfish when, the, especially when the water's coming up up there in Cumberland River at Marlin County. I see. Yeah, I, I'm aware of that, and I do know folks that that do well with it. Primarily, like you're talking about on on the trot lines, but uh, it will yeah. work. There's no doubt about it. Yes, yes, I understand they'll. They'll pick up that scent in the evening in the muddy water and just trail right to it and just take it right even. Yes, sir. But it, it, it is animal fat way. I understand it. Thank you, sir. Enjoy your show. Thank you, Andy. I appreciate it. Let's go to Dan, who's got another fishing question. Yes, Dan. Hello, Jim. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing great. hope you're doing well. Oh, I'm doing fine. Uh, yeah, I have a question about I've been fishing in a, an abandoned uh, rock quarry, and the water is uh, is really clear and it's uh, really deep, and I've been able to catch some pretty decent bluegill out of there. But I've seen some big bass, but I, I've only been catching a few small ones. And I was wondering if you might have some good uh, tips on 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 fishing in, in old rock quarries, deep, clear water. I've, I've never done that before, and, and I've thrown about every kind of lure I could think of, different retrieves, different colors, and. Just not having a whole lot of luck with it, and see if you have any tips for me. Okay, well, uh, those things can be tough to fish because what you mentioned, you know, they're deep and they're clear. However, fish will use the uh, projections of rock on those walls as a as an ambush point and a resting place. In other words, most of those quarries like that have uh, promontories that stick out from the wall. And the way to fish those most effectively, there's a couple of ways you can do it. One of them is a small tube on light line. Um, uh, and, and the clearer the line, the better, obviously. You can, you know, go to, to uh, several types of those clear lines and, and really do well with that. Um, and by a small tube, I'm talking about a two-inch tube. And okay. what you're trying to do is imitate a crawfish that's falling. And as right. you, you make those casts, It'll look like that crawfish is, you know, falling down the face of that wall, and it can be very, very effective. Um, another way to to uh, attract those fish, and this is kind of a seasonal thing, but in the cooler months of the year, those fish are pretty vulnerable to parallel casting with a uh, jerk bait. Um, okay, there's something about that flash and dance of a jerk bait that it's hard for them to resist, but that really works best in the cooler periods of the year when the water temperature's in the 50s, Okay, uh, at least in, in my experience. Now, the other thing that can be deadly, uh, do you have ability to fish that at night? Uh, no. Uh-uh. Okay. Well, I'll just pass this along for general information. They are suckers along those rock walls for a lure like a jitterbug fished at night. Um, that plop, 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 or a buzz bait. Uh, buzz bait that you can run at a fairly low rate of speed where you're actually trying to bump those rock walls will trigger strikes from those fish. And the night fishing is far and away the best way to catch them during the summer period. Uh, the better times outside of that are from very first light at daylight till sun up, and then again, you know, 
late late in the afternoons. But by fishing those baits on the fall along those bluffs, uh, that's going to be your best bet during the summer period, in my opinion. Okay. Uh, uh, you mentioned uh, a light line. I know uh, different people have different interpretations of what light line is. Uh, Generally, I usually use eight to twelve pound test. Would you think I should go lighter than that? Or I do. I'd go. Okay. I'd go six or eight at the most for that situation. Because frankly, if you got your drag set in those kind of places, there's not many things they can dive down and get into. So, if you're patient, you ought to be able to catch the fish without any trouble. I'll tell you another uh, uh, bait that I've had good success with in those situations, is a very small wacky worm presentation. Uh, well, okay. Uh, by small, I mean like two and a half or three inch. Uh, okay. Because there's not much for them to see, and it undulates when it falls, and they'll take it. I I, I like to use four-inch uh, Berkeley power worms. They make a little uh, four-inch worm, and I break it in half and use the front half on, on a fairly small hook. Uh, you don't want to use a big hook for that. And uh, maybe just a little bitty split out there to help it on the drop, and uh, you'll be surprised how many big bluegill you'll catch doing that as well. Okay, uh, about what size hook would you say on that on that on that wacky setup? Oh, well, it depends on the size of the bass that you're encountering on average, but uh, I wouldn't go in bigger than a number two. No bigger than number two. Okay, you you could go up, I guess, to a. Well, you could use a one aught if you were using a larger wacky worm rig, but uh, you want to go small so it's subtle, and you want to use lighter line. That's that's just the way you want to go. Okay. Also, uh, could you touch on real quick uh, the uh, effects that uh, the moon and the barometric pressure has on fishing? Um, I, uh, from what I understand, if the, the lower the pressure, the better, and then is the, the full moon, is it better, that, or, is it, or is it best uh uh, with a and uh, no moon or uh, I'm not the barometric pressure. I think I understand it, but the moon phase, I'm not quite sure exactly okay. how that affects them. Well, here's the thing about moon, and, and I'll just relate my thoughts about this. Uh, generally speaking, if I got my druthers, I'll fish darker the moon. Now, if they're spawning, I'm just the opposite. I love the full moon because it draws them up in an attempt to spawn. But generally speaking, I like the darker phase of the moon because daytime fishing is a little better because they couldn't see the feet at night. Oh, okay. Uh, now, not that they can't, but they tend to bite a little better during the day. Now, having said that, are you familiar with the salooner tables? I, I've heard of it. I, I don't know much about it. But All right. Well, let me explain it to you as best I can. It basically corresponds to tidal influence on an inland basis. What I mean by that is high and low tides uh, are brought upon by the gravitational pull of the sun and moon. Okay. Okay. And it's the old Indians moon up, moon down theory. I am a very firm believer in them. You can Google it on the internet and it can give you the best times of day for major periods, which last anywhere from two to three hours and minor periods, which are usually one to two. And, it's amazing. People say, well, Tidal, what, why would you say that? I said, well, look, all these critters are influenced by gravitational forces. Uh, 
which incidentally influences a lot of our weather patterns. So right. uh, I would really encourage you to get on board with that. Now, I'm not saying early and late in the day isn't good, but, buddy, you get early and late in the day when there's a major period and you got a game winner, I can tell you oh. that. So yeah. I believe in them. I fish by them. I hunt by them. I mean, it's amazing if you get to watch in nature uh, what will happen. Now, I'll add another thing to you. The periods when the moon is rising during the day have proven to me to be really big periods of fish movement. Okay. You know, in other words, as you're probably aware, the moon changes about 52 minutes a day, so there's a lot of the month when it's rising during daylight period, and the rise of that moon seems to trigger a flurry of of activity and incidentally that coincides usually with the major <laughs> sawyer yeah. period because it's starting to exert its influence. So, yes, sir. And, and the uh, barometric pressure—do you think it has as much effect as as the moon phases, or is it? Well, yes, I do. Uh, however, consistency in barometric pressure is important too. For example, you'll find that. Uh, fish really set up on bait fish in a big way as a generality in a stable weather period because they've had, you know, several days in a row when the fish weren't up, down, and sideways according to rain and lightning and all the other things that go with fronts. Having said that, in my experience, a rapidly falling barometer, one that's lowering in, in approach of a front, is, is a magic time to be on the water. But don't go out in the lightning, Dan. Don't do that. Oh, yeah, no, no. Jimbo no. doesn't do lightning, I promise you. Yeah, no, me either. I've had some close calls, and, uh, buddy, it's harrowing, i just tell you. Oh, yes. No fish is worth that. No, no, that's that's true. <laughs> All right, Dan, well, I hope that's of some help to you, and let us know, you know, somewhere down the road how that's worked out for you, okay? Yes, sir, I sure will. Thank you very much. That was, that was a big help, and uh, have a blessed day, sir. Okay, partner, thank you very much. we got to go to... Break here, folks. Numbers 571-8484 or 1-800-444-8484. This break is presented by SMI Marine. Lots of used boats on sale right now, and they've also got their usual number of express boats, pontoon boats, StarCraft pontoons, and Legend Baths boats. So go see them. They'll take great care of you. Remember, you never get soaked by my friends at SMI. If your house was on fire... The most precious possession you would save first would undoubtedly be your family pet. Next to family, they're one of the most important parts of our lives, and that's exactly why I trust my pet's health and happiness to Dr. Kurt Oliver and his staff at Linden Animal Clinic. I know firsthand Dr. Oliver's surgical and diagnostic skills are extraordinary, just what you need when your pet's in need. From the time his nurturing staff greets you at the door, you'll know that Linden Animal Clinic is the place to trust with your pets, just like I trust them with mine. Linden Animal Clinic, 1000 Linden Lane, 425-5834, or check them out at lindenanimalclinic.com. This is Gary Roman. Whenever I'm on Jim's show, I get lots of questions like, what shotgun should I buy? What handgun is best for personal protection, or what is the best scope for my rifle? There's only one sure answer. Come see us at Firearm Service Center, the one place to go to solve all your firearms problems. 
purchase guns, ammo, holsters, and supplies. Whether it's your first firearm or your next custom-built gun, service or repair, come see us at Firearm Service Center, Bardstown Road, in the Eastland Shopping Center, Louisville, Kentucky, or visit us on the web at firearmservice.com. For personal service, there's only one Firearm Service Center. Welcome back to Jim Strader Outdoors. We've got several minutes left here in the program. If you'd like to call with your question, 571-8484 or 1-800-444-8484. Dan kind of tweaked my brain a little bit. I want to expand on what I was saying to him about fronts and the moon and the sun because... Quite frankly, having done this so long, sometimes I take some of these things for granted. My friends tell me all the time I need to do some YouTube videos about my thoughts about this stuff and what I've seen through the years of being an outdoor writer and broadcaster and doing television shows because I I have learned there are certain things that you really need to take advantage of if you possibly can. One of the things that I did not mention to Dan is – I mentioned stable weather, and most people equate that with, you know, regular blue skies. Not the emergence of the of the front after passage of a storm, but the second or third day out when the weather stabilizes and it's going to stay that way for several days. Fish get in predictable patterns. However, rainy days, especially light, drizzly days, when there is no thunderstorm activity. In other words, just a, a slow-moving front with drizzling rain are awesome fishing days. And they are awesome uh, in those quarries that he mentioned. Those are days when those fish are going to get up shallow and, and uh, uh, feed. Another bait that I left out of the repertoire for him, uh, and it's it's one that I rely on a lot in those clear water situations, is a Zara Spook. And I use the smaller one. The Zara, I think it's called a puppy. Uh, It's a twitch bait that you use at the surface. And it's been my experience that fishing that kind of deep, clear water will come up a long way to hit a bait, especially a bait that's at the surface, that they can't really see good enough to know whether or not it's a false presentation. And it's a great lure for making long casts which are another aid in, in fishing those quarries. So I just wanted to pass those thoughts along for what they're worth. We got a great friend of the program on the line here. I'm sure he's got a fishing update for us, Captain Jim Durham, Striper Fund Guide Service. Jim, how you doing, buddy? Hey, Jim, how are you? I'm doing great. I hadn't talked to you in a couple of weeks since you all burned them up down on Tim's Ford Lake with one of my guides down there. I'm understand you and Bill just had a great time. We did, and I really appreciate you introducing me to Bob. He's he's quite an innovative guy, and I, I wish you could have been a, a mouse in the boat listening to our conversations about presentations and different ideas. I, I kind of uh, discussed a lot of my – I love fishing a spoon, as you know, uh, a mm-hmm. jigging spoon or a swimming spoon. I, I think they're kind of a neglected lure, quite frankly, for – a lot of guys that, that uh, fish for species of fish like hybrids and stripers, and he, he, on the other hand, likes live bait. And I said, well, if we're sitting on top of these fish, uh, I'm going to break tradition. Let's jig them. 
yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it right in front of their nose and dance on their heads and and uh, he had, he had a big time watching that and and we compared notes about so many things. He's he's a pretty innovative guy, I'll tell you. Yeah, he, uh, he's uh, one of my top captains. Uh, you know, I love him like a brother. Season now with the Captain Jim special uh, umbrella rigs and my hair jig. So Tim's Ford is red hot, and tell you the truth, Jim, it's pretty much red hot everywhere. The Cumberland River. Uh, finally, the rain stopped down here. It's almost like a Forrest Gump movie. You know, we had a record rain in Tennessee in May and June, and then during July. But now we got about. Coming. Cumberland River's cleared up, and, of course, uh, you've been up there with me catching big 30-, 40-pounders before. And um, so that's hot. Um, yeah, yeah, walleye fishing on Dale Hollow is just unbelievable. Uh, we're catching 6- and 8-pound walleye almost daily with nice limits and both night fishing and day fishing. Uh, you were talking about the moon phases. Yes, it's good to fish. It's species-related a lot of times, too. Walleye fishing trolling is great during the full moon, four days before, four days after. Then the rest of the month, we worm rig during the day. And, uh, boy, the fishing's good there. Uh, did I tell you about the Cherokee Lake fishing that we're doing now? No. Yeah, I have two new guides. Both have fished Cherokee Lake for 25 years. Uh, Cherokee Lake's over towards Knoxville. Uh, we've opened up over there. We've opened up on the Clinch River. For my listeners that follow me online and on Facebook, there's a new post today about some nice 30-pound fish we caught out of the Clinch River. And, of course, we've opened up a guide service as well up on Norris Lake. So I'm actually on seven bodies of water now, Lake Cumberland, with six guides up there, and then the Cumberland River, Tim's Ford Lake we mentioned earlier, Cherokee Lake, uh, and, of course, um, the Clinch River and uh, now Norris Lake. So we're really kind of expanding our horizons. And so there's some new waters I'll get a chance to take you guys out on. But Cherokee Lake is just so red hot, it's hard to describe. Uh, we catch 30 and 40 stripers a day, uh, with the smallest one being 12 to 15 pounds. Well, it can't get Unbelievable. much better than that. It just can't get yeah, much it's, better than that. It just, it just gets better and better. The cool thing is the lake is these things are like hybrids on steroids. You know, most hybrids are what, you know, six, eight pounds, something like that? Yeah. They have they have 14, 15-pound hybrids in this lake. Okay, so a, a 10, 12-pound hybrid. Yeah, I, I was afraid we were going to drop you, Jim. We had a weak signal there to begin with. I hope folks were able to, to hear and understand what he was passing along. He's uh, opened up some new... Uh, guide services on Cherokee Lake and uh, Norris Lake and, and uh, the Clinch River. And I fished those areas, and they are awesome. Uh, they really are. I I uh, hit Tim's Ford last year and this year because I'd never been on that lake and was very impressed with it. Its big attraction is that it's only, it, you, you only have a two-fish limit on that lake, so the fish do get a very good size. And the good thing is uh, you don't have to quit when you get your limit. They allow you to keep fishing because they have a lower uh, number of fish in the limit. So uh, it's, a, it's a unique experience because there's lots of good fish there. And obviously if a fish were to die in a live well or something, you can't uh, cull them. So it's uh, a unique fishery. And that Cherokee Lake deal he's talking about I know is pretty unbelievable. So. 
the walleye fishing that Jim and them have uh, been exposing people to at Dale Hollow is truly unbelievable. Go to uh, striperfun.com or striperfun on Facebook and you can see those pictures. It's just producing unbelievable walleye. I would say easily it rivals anything in the Great Lakes or anywhere else. The quality of the fish is remarkable. Uh, they're running three to up to ten pounds, and uh, a limit of walleye like that is something uh, to be admired, I will tell you. All right, folks, we got to get out of here. Enjoy doing open lines tonight. I hope it was informative and educational for you. We'll be here next week, same place, same time. God bless everybody. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.